Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Seeking Sustainability Live. I'm your host, JJ Walsh in Hiroshima, Japan. And today I have the pleasure of talking with Oeri in usually in Tokyo, but today she's joining us from Hokkaido as she's on vacation. Thank you so much for joining, Oeri. Thank you, Joy, for inviting me. Thank you very much. It's so wonderful to talk to you because I am so inspired by all of your sustainability tips and hacks on your Instagram page, slow.tokyo.life, slow right? Yes, Tokyo Slow Life. Yeah, Tokyo Slow Life. And uh, so we're going to talk about some of your great uh, advice here in a moment. But before we do that, I would love to know a little bit about your sustainability journey. Um, how did you start getting interested or passionate about reducing your waste or living a more sustainable life? Yeah, thank you. I think it's a great question, Joy. I think I always have this interest uh, since young, uh, but it wasn't something that it was in my mind that, like a staple. And it really hit my mind, I think, three years ago. And uh, when we start seeing all of this global change, this climate change, and also the impact of the global warming. And actually, we were on a honeymoon with my husband in uh, South Africa, in Cape Town, especially, where there, were, there was a water shortage for a very long time. And that was the first time that I was in a country where facing this kind of natural or climate change disaster. And I was really conscious of how we have to use water, what we can do, how and so on. And that was the first time I was exposed to that. And the second, and, and then on the journey of our travel for this honeymoon, we were going to Zanzibar in Tanzania. And when we were checking at the airport, the funny thing is the, the hostess asked us if you have any single plastic in our suitcase. And we're saying, yes, we have one or two because we do some hiking. So we pack our shoes, our hiking shoes in some plastic. But rather than that, and maybe we have some dirty laundry bags also, rather than that, that's it. And then she, why? And she actually, Zanzibar completely banned single-use plastic. And that was really the first time that I saw a country or experienced a country who were completely banning it. And I was thinking, if they do ban that, it may be a, a huge struggle. And the struggle is real. And what is behind that? I, I want to know a little bit more. And that was also huge. Um, so we have also this young lady from the Nordics, also Greta Thunberg, who was also quite exposed. And in Europe, there was a lot of movement, especially in France and in Germany, where I'm national from. And this is where I really start thinking about what is behind all of this plastic story. What is behind or what about these environmental issues that we are facing in some countries, like in waters. Some countries have some plastic issues and so on. And this is where I see, I thought that I should be part of it at my level. I'm not a corporation, but at my level, I should also change my way of living in order to, to be a better example. And also maybe one step at a time, we can change things. And this is how all of this sustainability journey or lifestyle has started on my, um, on my hand. Wow, that's awesome story. Uh, could you move your camera just a little bit so you're, I can see more of you? Yep. Perfect, perfect. 
Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I also read that you were inspired by Plastic Free July. And yes. you, you had heard about a documentary which you saw in France about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Mm -hmm. And then when you watched it, you made the connection from your travels to Zanzibar to what problems they were having in the documentary, as well as, like mm -hmm. you said, they were saying we're banning the plastic bag because of the pollution problems. So I, I think that's so important. And I know you love traveling as well. I think that's so important when you can make a connection with local people, with a local place. Mm -hmm. And then it's more meaningful for you when you hear about it in the news or you see it on a documentary and you feel a stronger connection about what you're doing and what this place is experiencing. Is that right? Yes, it's completely right. Um, I think, I, yes, as you say, I love traveling, but the best and the, I think the most beautiful experience that you have when you travel, you have the scenery, you have the nature, and the beauty of that is one thing. But I think for me, the most of the connection that you make in a travel is connecting with people, is meeting people. And when you meet someone, when you meet a life, of, when you experience life or a moment with someone that will always you will always have that in mind. And seeing this documentary, plus the people that I saw in Zanzibar and all of these countries, the connection and the bond was even more stronger. It wasn't just even traveling, but it's traveling is the meeting of a lot of things, of yourself, of the people, of the culture, and so on. And this is the beauty of traveling. And this is how I am. Um, and the way that I love traveling is meeting people. And as long as they share with me their story, I take one part of their story with me to build my own personality or to build also my own journey. And this is how the connection is became really stronger. And that was one of the reasons um, this travel and this meeting these people back in the time was something that really changed my way also of living and seeing things. And the connection was really, really strong. And this is how I started to, to, um, to go and to transition into this journey. It's still a transition for me. So it's not something that has changed overnight. And uh, this transition is, this is what I try to explain through this ID page. Yeah. And I think the transition part is so important. You know, a lot of people don't realize um, that if you make a sustainable change, it takes time, right? You need time to swap things out. Now, one of the, yeah. the basic advice that I love yeah. on your page is about use of uh, tap water. Because a lot of uh, recently I was watching the Olympics, like many people around the world, and I was so disappointed to see all the single use mm -hmm. plastic water bottles. It was making me crazy. Some of the athletes had their own reusable bottle, like the cyclists, the triathletes, some of the yeah. runners. But too many yes. people mm -hmm. were using this single use plastic bottle. And we know this is such a big problem, but then a lot of people online were telling me they don't like the taste of water from the tap in Japan. And so you have a solution for this. Tell me about the charcoal that you use to make the water taste better. How do you do that? It's bamboo charcoal, actually. And, um, and it's produced mostly in Japan. 
uh, in the region of Wakayama, and also you can find it, I think, in Taiwan, but it's just putting the bamboo cocoa in the water, in your tap water, for max minimum one hour, but maximum eight hours, and, um, and you really have a... Usually we say that the water is strong or it's gentle, soft, soft, let's say soft, yeah. yeah so and that really makes the taste... Yeah. Yeah, that really makes the taste of the water really uh, soft and without any all of these mm, things that you can see in the mm, capital city water, like in Paris or also in Paris is the same and in Tokyo is the same, is you feel this taste, it doesn't mean that it's not healthy, obviously the water is drinkable so we can drink it, but the taste it's that really remove all of these um, all of these impurities uh, in the water, and um, and it's yes, it's completely made with charcoal. And you can what is funny is you can see all the bubbles when the charcoal is completely as per all of these um, impurities, and um, and we use it. I use exactly the same for the for the past two years. So every two weeks we boil them. So we put that in our glass. Uh, we have a three or four liters, I think, bottle of glass, glass bottle. And um, every two weeks we boil them and then we let them dry. And after that, we reuse it. And some of them, when they really don't have any impact or effect, we put that, that in the hearse. So it's completely compostable. And um, and it's now it's really fun. It's really uh, I saw that for the first time actually uh, in Cape Town. Yes, in Cape Town. And then the, when I was looking at where can I find this uh, in Japan, uh, I, I I got the recommendation from uh, Zero Race Japan. So Zero Race Japan is also an IG page that I do follow uh, quite intensively. And, um, and that really helped me, actually, she had really helped me to go through this transition, is um, when we're in a foreign country is living abroad and um, trying to find, okay, if I want to do that, how should I do it? And uh, having some um, Japanese people also having the interest of it and like Zero Race Japan, I don't think there are many, but she has been really part of my um, plastic-free journey, and um, and this is where I discover after that looking on Amazon and so on, discover where I can find this bamboo charcoal, and it's really really affordable at the same time. I have that for the past two years, and we haven't changed, and we put that in our tumbler, in the glass bottle, everywhere, and um, and it's amazing. <laughs> I love this. And sometimes you can see it sold in Japan as magic bamboo charcoal. And it mm. really is magic. Like if you add it to your filter or water jug like you do, um, it really does make the flavor just it kind of takes away any negative yeah. uh, chlorine yes, taste or any flavor. It tastes a lot better. Yeah, awesome. and this is also one of the technology that Brita, the Brita company, is using, but maybe with different things. But the, um, the essence and the, the base of it is uh, is exactly the same. It's the bamboo charcoal. Fantastic. Now, one other way that you've been able to reduce your waste impact is through composting. Can you tell us about your compost system? Yeah. So my compost system is Bokashi. So I uh, I put all of my um, scraps, food scraps, in it, and I I melt it with um with some I think piece of wood and so on, and then that will 
that will just compose or you know disappear, composed by itself by himself. And um, what I needed actually is um, is a fertilizer. So I have a fertilizer. So I use also I can have a, some fertilizer water. And um, so then I compose my scraps, my food scraps. I can also get some water, and then I can fill that in the plants. So it's have two actually two functions. The one is composting, and the other one is giving me water fertilizer and completely natural uh, for the plants. And I would say that it has really been amazing. All how the plants have grown since um, thanks to that it was good. I still have some challenge in my compost, um, changing also my way of eating. So obviously more plant-based plant uh, thing. We had a lot of compost and it doesn't reduce as fast as <laughs> I wanted. So um, I had too much at a certain period of time. So I'm trying to figure out if I won't use the worms. I'm just a little bit not, com not comf comfortable is not the right word, but uh, I need some help to understand how I will manage it. So, uh, so I think in order to keep going with my compost and I had some time to throw away um, in the garbage because I have too much. And, um, and unfortunately, like I have in Paris, for example, every single wood have a compost bin. So you bring you, your compost with you and then the city will use it for the garden for, or everything. So it's really, really handful. I would love to have it in Tokyo, unfortunately not. So I need to find another solution to be effective with my compost. And, um, and I think with the ones because they will eat it and will reduce the, the volume that will help me to keep going with it. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's great to hear that you've been growing some of your own food. Uh, we've had people in the talk show series who've talked about gardening, and it always seems really difficult from an apartment in a big city. But we also had John Walsh, who is an urban mm -hmm. gar gardening expert, and he gave some advice about uh, growing food on your terrace or uh, doing it from an apartment. And it's wonderful to see you are growing shiso. You have some wonderful yeah. shiso genovese recipes that you're trying. So part of your flexitarian yeah. lifestyle to reduce your uh, meat like, consumption, mm. reduce your fish and seafood, but increasing your plant-based and then you need more space for your composting. But it's wonderful mm. to hear that you're trying all of this. And it looks like you're a great cook. How did you make the shiso genovese? Is it hard? It really is really simple. I love cooking, but cooking for me has to still be a pleasure. Fast, not that fast, but at least don't take hours, except on weekends when you want to have a family big, uh, big lunch or dinner. But on the on weekdays, it needs to be really uh, fast and um, is actually easy. And uh, and this one is just putting shiso olive oil and um, some um, cashew, cashew cream nuts. So yes, cashew cream nuts, uh, cashew cream, sorry. And, um, and some panko, yes, and some panko as well. And that was it. And then mixing everything in the food processor. And, um, and it was good. It was good to change from a basilic and Genovese paste 
Pasto. So we did um, the cilantro, the shiso, and now I think I have no idea to try the uh, with the avocado. So I will try different uh, different uh, options with it. But it's really really easy. It really takes less than ten minutes, and uh, cooking with the pasta it's uh, it's a lunch. It's a quick lunch for very. Yeah, um, I, for less than 15 minutes. I love and it. And then you can store them in the fridge so you can have some, uh, some in advance as a prep. Yeah, wonderful. You also had a tip about uh, freezing your shiso, freezing some of your fresh herbs in ice cubes and then using it later. And I thought that was a really good tip. Yeah. Mm. So you use shiso also in smoothies? I'm on a, on a daily, yes, exactly. On a daily basis, this is also one of your things. I actually started with my husband, but I industrialize and I make it more, um, <laughs> I industrialize the process of making smoothies. And, um, and then as we are doing that every single day, I needed to also, in terms of, waste of no save some time to have some smoothie preps already so i store and i freeze a lot of my uh, lemons or coconut milk or herbs in advance so then then i have everything ready and i don't have to peel to cut and so on and i just take it from the fridge or from the freezer and um and that's um that helped us to make sure that we have our smoothie ready in the in the morning. So um, yes, I freeze a lot of things now. I think and especially when we are in the summertime where we want to have different uh, tastes of smoothies or even popsicles and so on. So um, I freeze a lot of things and my new I haven't posted that yet, but I now also freeze aloe vera. I use aloe vera for my skin, but also for my hair. And, um, and I was using, but a little bit wasting my aloe vera because I wasn't using, when I do my shampoo, I don't do every day. So I was wasting a bit of my aloe vera. So then I tried to discover how can I store it and uh, make it last for at least six or six months or one year. So now I freeze also in ice cube my aloe vera and anytime I use it, it's like fresh and it's, um, and it's really good. So I'm quite, uh, yes, the freezer is something uh, which is, um, we, we can't use, we can't live without it. And it's really also a way of storing and um, of conservations, like also the pickles and the tukemono, but that will be, uh, that was, this is also another way of, um, of plastic free or at least some sustainable things that we are trying to do. Yeah, great. Um, so freezing and then using it throughout the year. And so you yeah. can keep that seasonality of your fresh herbs, but use it for a much longer time. I also, exactly. I love that you've been making your own ice cream. I think mm -hmm. ice cream is something everybody wants to eat now, but it always comes with a lot of plastic packaging. So it's yes. great to see that you, you've been making your own green tea ice pops and other yeah. kinds of ice pops. Wonderful. Yes, true. Yes, ice cream is, yes, it really comes with a lot of plastics and also... Um, I transition also with more plant-based uh, vegetable milk. So by being able to do my own popsicle so I can use my, the fruits or the, uh, the herbs and also using any other type of either coconut milk or almond milk 
or soy milk as well. The coconut milk, I would say, is the best combination. <laughs> and um, so, yes, this is also what we try to do. I try to do is doing my own popsicles and um, dairy free and, um, and with uh, fresh vegetables or fruits. Oh, frozen fruit. And um, seasonal fruit are okay. And when you need at um, a um, certain volume, frozen fruit also can be also a good option. Wonderful. Um, you also talked about, this is connected to your green tea, but you talked about your morning uh, routine, making your mm -hmm. own fresh green tea. I love that idea. I, I drink way too much coffee, but I have changed from... Uh, using any filters to using a French press or coffee press. Yes. So then I can mm -hmm. just put the grinds right into my garden after Thank I you. don't have any waste anymore. And the green tea is also nice because you're just using the powder, right? Yes. Yes. Just using the powder and um, and with the chessen and um, and that's it. And, um, and yes, it's, a, it's also a good combination. And now you can put it in the green tea, a hot one, an ice one, a cube one. So um, this one on the picture, yeah, that was, um, that was just green tea, I think, with some milk inside as well. And um, with um, green matcha scones <laughs> all together. Yeah, beautiful. Did you make this? But song? I'm really a tea, yes. Yes. Uh, no, this comes was from Dean and Deluca. <laughs> Dean and Deluca. Yeah, they're a nice, nice company, aren't they? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I went to their shop in New York. So it's so fashionable, right? So it's so high quality and uh, something you can use for a long time. And I think this is also connected to sustainability, right? Buying things that are of high value that yeah. you can use for a longer amount of time and you feel exactly. better using it and it's more sustainable because you're using less over time, right? Exactly. This is exactly, the, um, you know, we have all of this fast fashion of fast, a lot of um, the, the consumption is quite high and, um, and we are pushed all the time to, con to consume and to buy and to buy stuff. But when you, even if it's cheaper, when you add them back in the time because it will broke easily and they will break easily and so on, what feels me comfortable is maybe buying less but buying better. And um, with a better quality, and also maybe there is a story of the handmancraft chip behind it, or, or the way that has the, the history of the house of the company who has built that, but for a, for a very long time. And I'm always amazed with products or things that my family, my mom, for example, used to have from her mom, and then she has it, and then she gave it to me. And... Um, and this is something that there is a history, there is a bond, there is connection. And on top of it, this is something with continuing um, his life with, uh, with other people. And, um, and I think 
sometimes we will have the struggle and people will say that it's a privilege, it's another privilege of this life, less, uh, less plastic lifestyle because it's expensive, but maybe because they think that on the, in the one shot, yes, seeing the tight price, could, you could feel it as an expensive uh, product, but if you think about people who have maybe been paid the right price in order to produce it, for, to have a good quality, at the end, maybe it's more expensive, but instead of buying two or three or four, maybe you will gonna buy one. And if you want more, you're gonna save your money in order to buy another one. So I do feel and I do hear people who think that this way of living is expensive, but I think it's just a short sight. And, um, and you also need to have all of the holistic point of view in order to really understand that at the end of the game, the end of the game, you actually, you save more. But but this is not something that I think that requires more education, but also to make this um, this way of living more open, more affordable, and also less ethic, not elitist, I would say. Yeah. And I think if we look back in history and even in Japan, see how they used to reuse everything in the Edo yeah. period, right? And they mm -hmm. would not... Uh, dispose of anything that was still usable. So they would make use of kimono material. If it's damaged, they mm -hmm. use this part. And then at mm -hmm. the very end stage, it becomes a rag. And then it goes in the garden like compost. So nothing is wasted. Yeah. And I think in our modern lives, we've kind of lost that connection to using things as long as possible. And you give some great examples yeah. on your Instagram. So, for example, this beautiful Arita porcelain. So very mm -hmm. high quality, made in Japan, ceramics. And uh, you can enjoy your coffee or tea and, and enjoy it for a really long time. You're also promoting Japanese culture and Japanese heritage in that way. It's fabulous. Yeah. Beautiful. Where yes, did you get? You, you're completely right, Joy. Is yeah. Um... yeah. And then your glass. Yes, you're completely right. I think in the modern yeah. society. Yeah. Sorry, I think we. Have... Yeah, yeah, there's a delay. Yeah, the go Adita, go yeah, ahead. The Adi, thank you very much. And I think you're right. In the modern society, we lose the track of the the meanings of using things on the repeatedly and every single things and. Um, in the Edo period in uh, in Japan and also in the other Asian ancient times in the also in any Western or African countries that was also the same and this is I think this is where everybody's trying to go back and with all of this climate change we try to go back what is what does matter what is essential and um, and this this is um, that was the example of the Arita Arita Yaki porcelain that were on our travel, I think it was on May. Yes, we did a Kyushu, a Kyushu, a Kyushu tour, and um, and we are. I'm passionate about ceramic, so we uh, we went to to Arita for uh, to enjoy green tea in Yame, as well as uh, for ceramics in uh, in Arita and Imariyaki town. Beautiful. And we've had a, a ceramic and pottery expert from Kyoto, Robert Yellen, on the series many times. And he's very passionate about 
supporting local potters and uh, promoting these beautiful ceramics and pottery from around mm -hmm. Japan. And of course, people love it around the world as well, not only yes. in Japan, uh, but we I need to... Imagine. We need to appreciate this artistry and be able to yeah, use yeah. it for a long time. It's wonderful. Yes, definitely. It's um, it becomes yes, pottery and ceramic. Um, it's handmade and uh, different, coming from different soil, different colors, different countries, and so on. And uh, and in Japan is also something which is from Imadi, Hagi, Bizen, and um, all of that. So. Yes, we love doing any time that we are visiting a place, we are trying to visit also a ceramic place. One day we're going to do a kind of ceramic tour, <laughs> I hope. But yeah. um, yes, ceramic is also a huge part of the, the culture in Japan and, um, and in many other parts of the world. But in Japan, they took it at a really certain serious level, and, um, and it, which is really enjoyable. Yeah, wonderful. I love discovering new ceramic and pottery shops around Japan. It's so fun. Um, you also talk about the replacing your plastic containers with glass and wood, but waiting until something needs replacing, waiting until something is broken, and then replacing slowly. So you're not throwing everything out right now and replacing mm -hmm. it. You're doing it on a kind of slow transition. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yes, and um, you can feel that maybe it seems to be a passion or maybe with the urgency of this climate change, maybe people start having the awareness of, um, of this how to thinking for sustainable sustainable way of life or lifestyle. Um, but one of my best advice is really one step at a time. Is, uh, you don't throw everything, the baby and the water at the same time because everything is bad. You, it's just that you change. And the way that you change also is more meaningful than just throwing everything away and then buying again, but saying, okay, this one, I use it and I use it for a certain period of time. And when it will be broken, I can change it and changing for something which will even last, will be more meaningful. And um. And I really don't, and you have a lot of different shops and so on who are buying, and they are doing amazing products, but rushing in order to just buy something new just for the sake of being part of this trend of uh, plastic-free is not, is, not really, um, is not really a good, a good mentality. So I just changing things back in uh, only step, uh, step by step. And, um, and I don't feel ashamed. Yes, I have some plastic. I also have some Tupperware boxes. And the Tupperware have been there for more than 50 years. Everybody from any families has Tupperware boxes. And they are reusable. It doesn't mean because they are plastic that, uh, that we can't use them. And, um, and sometimes a Tupperware box is also lighter. When we go for picnic, it's lighter than a glass one. Um, so we have all of this. It's, it's not no plastic in life is just single-use plastic, trying to transition for no single-use plastic. So this is also where I, I want also to make the difference. We have people say, ah, oh, but this is plastic, you shouldn't use it. Yes, but actually I can clean it, use it, use it again and again and again and again. So 
And um, so this is, yes, this is the thing is we change step-by-step step for glass and wood box, container box. And I also have to keep my Tupperware box and, um, and until they will be, either they will burn because I will put that close by the stove. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think you said it's so key, right? Just try to avoid buying single use. If yeah. you have, if you only have the choice to buy something plastic, but mm -hmm. you know you can reuse it, you know you can use it a long time, or maybe exactly. it's a bigger container so it contains more at a better price. You just have to kind of judge things case by case, right? We're we're not at a point, especially not in Japan, where we can live without plastic. It's just not possible yet, right? Exactly. Yeah. If we can't live without plastic, we can't throw away. Plastic has also been a huge help in the, in for the conservations or for um, the cleanliness of some. Uh, you you need sometimes from time to time you need it, and it's um there. But there are things that you can live without single-use plastic, and this is what I try to do. And then step by step, you can find, and I'm pretty sure that they will find other ways, and that will be good to also push the technology and the, as a developed market, a developed country as Japan, to to see what will be next after plastic. Can we use plastic made with um, with corn or plastic made with um, cassava? Like um, I seen that in Indonesia, for example, something that will be compostable or bio biodegradable. I think what will be the next challenge is innovating, is innovation within this this plastic area. And um, but we can't live without it. And um, and um, and I don't want to be narrow-minded. And um, we use it; it's a part of our daily life, especially in this country. But we we, we have to choose our battle. Definitely. And I think at first, uh, people might be turned off by the zero waste enthusiasts who only show mm -hmm. us one tiny jar with a little tiny bit of plastic in it and say this is one month or mm -hmm. one year. And, and so I think, well, there's no way I can do that. I should just give up or not try. So I think it's really important to kind of think more practically like you have this yes. beautiful collection of tote bags. You have started to use makeup beauty items, which are reusable instead of single use. You carry mm -hmm. uh, your own straws. So just starting mm -hmm. simple ways to transition. It's I love your advice. Thank you. Yes, it's really simple way to transition that the tote bag was um, actually, the tote bag. This is what we made also as a wedding gift for guests. So that was um, that was a kind of looking forward um, thingies, and they are amazing. And we really love the tote bags. And it's really now it's and this is one single thing and that became almost a staple for everyone. Everybody now has a tote bag. You can't leave house, uh, your home, or your place without a tote bag. Even the small one, whatever it is. Everybody has one, so it's great. And uh, for the cotton pads, um, yes, I think I save more than 1,000 pads a year now. Um, 
thanks to that and it's so easy and it's so it's, it's so easy to wash also it's um it's uh it was it was one of my greatest beauty tips i think i have others but this one was um was, was great and and just having my straws i have bamboo straws or these straws with me is completely foldable and which is also interesting and uh, when i go to a restaurant and something i say okay so i don't want my the straws so how do you will do it so I have mine, so it's okay. And then you start also having conversations with the employees, always and say, oh, how do you do that? And how oh, we can find it. And then this is also making also the way that you live or the way that you live can also have an impact, but not by harshing people or not doing things, but just showing the example of who you are and what you do. And, um, and some of them then asking me, okay, where can we, can we find that? So I share also what we have in Japan, like, um, Plus, um, Nostro, uh, the Nostro page or Babyism or other other people who are also doing that, and this is how the network also can start being built, and um, and just one step at a time, one person won't change all, but they will change this part, and then step by step that can um, that can grow um, in a certain way, and um, and I think this is also how and what I try to do with, um, with at my level is something which is uh, it's a fun thing. I started this IG page really for the fun. Actually, I started when I arrived in Japan and I promised to all my friends in Europe, actually, I'm going to connect with you with through IG and then we're going to see where we are going and so on. And didn't have time, actually. I didn't have time until the COVID. <laughs> and this is thing uh, working from home. This is where I think that has been the trigger. And the trigger is, okay, what do we do? How do I, how do I live? And maybe not just showing Japan to my friends and how we are live, but also showing my real life or not only the monuments and children and so on. They, uh, they, they are not short different, so they know me, they know how we live. and. Um, and um, and why not sharing that with uh, with others? Definitely, I think having that combination of the beauty of Japan, the culture of Japan, but also what sustainable choices you're making to reduce your waste, and you're also making a lot of your own beauty products. Like for me, the beauty products are so difficult to buy now without plastic waste and you've had it looks like you've had such success making your own toothpaste making your own soap can you talk about that yeah. a little bit so the toothpaste i think that was one one of my sister who offered me a green beauty green beauty uh, diy book for christmas i think two or three years ago so and it's it's really it's really a good one. So a lot of recipes. So I'm using most of these recipes for the beauty product, for the air, for the skin, um, and so on. And um, that that was one of the example of how to make it. And um, and then I localize some product. Obviously, being in Japan, so I localize it. So I I think I have some sage powder. Yes, sage, and um, with also salt and mint and i think i put also a pint of sancho so the japanese paper and with um with baking and with, um, with baking soda so that was a combination of baking soda and to solidify it i needed also some uh, coconut oil 
So then when it's cold, so then that will solidify it. And, um, and I just use the, the mortar that you use when you want to have some kosher salt. So I just use that, the, the one I have in the kitchen, clean it. So I just use the one I have in the kitchen, it, and put some uh, coconut oil and then in the, in the freezer. And it lasts, I think it lasts maybe two, three, two, three months because you don't need that much. I do remember that I used to use so many toothpaste and uh, you don't need that much. So that lasts quite a long time. And, um, and, and we just used as a container, the one that we bought when we were in, uh, in Thailand, exactly the same container. So it was a plastic one, but this is exactly the one that for years for the past four years now and um, and it's um and you can travel with it we can uh, and it's it's small and um, and we have we have our toothpaste already but when i'm lazy and i don't want we also have really good like eco store who are also doing amazing um, toothpaste there is also i think david jones if i remember properly but this is also where the the, the game is changing because now big corporations and food and beverage corporations also enter into the game and um and uh, i was uh, i was traveling in europe at the beginning of this year and i went to uh, to some zero rate shops and uh, and also some normal shops actually for doing some grocery shopping and they also have it wasn't non-plastic it was an aluminium toothpaste but only with natural and organic product and the thing is was it was great because it was in charcoal and another one in coconut and in mint i think but what was great it was maybe twice two times less expensive than the one that you have from other 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 brands and um and this is how also people start also um, trying this um, this product, this organic product, because big corporations also can see that the consumer is changing their behavior, and they obviously want to uh, to be on track on their on their revenue, and this is uh, this is normal. So they've also trying to meet the, the consumer's expectations by lowering also the price and making that more affordable for people, also to make sure that it's not something that is just for certain categories of people, but much much bigger. And um, and yes, this is um, yes, this, um, that was the, the way that we uh, we try the green beauty. I wouldn't say that I do that for all of it, but some of them are using on the daily basis. It's really easy, and it's really easy to do. We will make it, and um, but you also have Japanese beauty, which are quite amazing from time to time, and um, and we shouldn't avoid to use them if uh, if we need it. But toothpaste, soap. Um, you have a great, uh, yeah, so things that 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 are easy to do and, and it's fun to do it as a DIY for, you for yourself and, and it's fun to do it as a DIY for yourself. You have the feeling that I'm doing something by myself, can be done with kids also in family and yes, it's, um, it's a good project on the, yeah. at home as we have been staying at home for quite a long time the past two years. So it was good activities. It's great to hear that you're having so much fun, but also so much success in replacing some products, which only usually come in single-use plastic containers. Now, your work is in marketing, 
And I, I love to hear your perspective yes. on how more sustainable products need to be a little bit better at marketing most of the time. But sometimes, like you mentioned, some of the stores or some of the high quality products, they're doing such a good job with the marketing, making it look high quality, attractive, something that fits your lifestyle, mm -hmm. something you want for a long time. So as someone who understands marketing very well, what advice would you give for a sustainable product maker to make their product hit the correct market, the correct user? Do you have any advice? I think that the first thing is, is to make sure that you meet the, the consumer expectations. You can see a lot of sustainable products that will just, they use some packaging that will just be in papers or things like loop roots or too, too natural, it's, it's even beyond. So, and, uh, and the packaging, and the packaging is everything. You can have a nice packaging, packaging and, um, and the source, so product, and um, but everybody will, would like to, to have it. So it's really on the packaging that I, I really recommend people also to change their way of, people will say yes, but what is matter is what is inside and it's not the packaging. But you also have to choose your battle. And if you want to have more and more people who have interest on what you're doing, you also have to play with this game. And, um, and the second one is also to make sure that this is something that ring the bell or does really matter for for people so the sustainable brands would say they, they have it's it's still a niche and we shouldn't we shouldn't hide it it's still a niche how you can make it more uh, affordable or how you can be more um reachable for people is maybe also all of this educational there is an educational stage that needs to be done um, from time to time, people won't understand the price. If you are sustainable, and I see that for one or two brands who were quite successful at the end, they say, okay, yes, our product is more expensive than the others, but actually this is, um, they break down all of the costs. And when you understand that, or when you understand that the product is made from, uh, from, um, from different materials or different fabrics that's coming from this and this, and you don't, you don't have the shipping or things like that, it's really also the educational piece that also really needs to be done. So how we produce it, how we do it, make it a little bit more appealing. And uh, in order to also attract people and, um, and yes, it could be sometimes you have a niche and it will be that will cost this price and maybe you can't offer that for you today, but you can maybe receive it as a gift. And this is how we also try to change is, okay, maybe I can't offer that for myself today because it's not my budget is not meeting it, but maybe I can receive that as a gift. Maybe I can offer it. Maybe I can save money step by step. There are different things. And this is where I, I would say that they should should also be a more vocal on the education place and um, and maybe try to be more in terms of marketplace or things where we can find them. It's a struggle to find from time to time sustainable brands. Uh, either it's uh, they only they don't cooperate or they don't they are not in the kind of 
that will be great to have an Amazon slash sustainable, like uh, things where we can find everything at the same time for any pockets, for any budget, so budget um, on budget and investment or whatsoever. Um, it's really difficult and you have some IT pages who's trying to to collect all of that. So there is one which is amazing in Japan and uh, the Eliminist, for example. Um, it's a certain niche. Sometimes you can afford some products, sometimes you can't, but um, that would be great to um, to make sure that, okay, if people want to change, they need to know where to go and uh, they need to go how to reach out to you. And the, the charcoal was a real struggle to find it at the beginning. And um, But if you have people, if you have shop like organic shop, which are more affordable or yes that will that will be also a good a good thing the product the packaging the education also piece of it and the placements so where we can find you more easily than um, than searching and searching like um i can search for a very long time for one product knowing that you have an aeon or any single shop in less than 20 meters from you so um, it shouldn't be a struggle. It's a, it should also be a funny game, so searching a little bit to know more, but also it shouldn't be a yeah, struggle. Definitely. So many good points there. Thank you so much. Uh, Enrique on YouTube has said it's totally the truth. We need to make something that people love. And I think now we know that the consumers are changing. We know that 70% of all people seeking travel opportunities are looking for more sustainable options. I know as someone who's, you know, thinking about sustainability, if I walk into a shop and I see things that are not wrapped in plastic, immediately I feel happy to be there. If I see things that are made locally or even made in Japan, immediately I think better of this shop or this brand, right? So I think the consumer mm. is also changing and the companies that are catering the higher quality, longer use, more sustainable products to these new consumers, they're going to be more successful, don't you think? Yeah. Definitely, definitely, because it's not only a matter of a product, it's also the matter of the value of the, this company. And, um, and now we have a voice as a consumer, we definitely have a voice. And working in marketing back in the time, which wasn't my age, but back in the time, you only have TV and radio and newspaper, and that was the one-way communication. Today, with digital and with all of this area, you... As a single person, you can share, you can comment, you can deny, you can agree, we can disagree, you can amplify. You, you, we have a voice, and we have a voice that can be used in a better way now. And um, and the advertisers and the companies know that. So how we can stay valuable to this person, not only with our product, but what's the product? What is the story behind the product? Maybe from the origin of the product and what we want to what we want to share as the value of the company with this product, and this is something which is more even more important today. Working in the automotive uh, automotive industry, you have plenty of cars. We have more than ten or twelve automakers in Japan. What will be different from this one to this one? What are the values that that will bring, and the mentality and the philosophy on it? This is also it's not just a product now. It's also if this company fits or meets 
my values, my expectations. And, um, and this is where the lifestyle change is not just having one product due to the tag price or due to the tag name being part of your community, but being part of the community is also on your beliefs. Definitely. And as someone who loves traveling, do you also find you're seeking out places which are not only more natural or you can enjoy natural beauty, but places, for example, you went to, is it Yame, where you saw the mm -hmm. tea fields in Kyushu mm -hmm. and then you could enjoy tea is served in the traditional ways, but mm -hmm. in the local shops. So that's very appealing. It's also low waste. It also supports the local people, the local industry. So as a traveler, do you find yourself more attracted to these kind of places? Yes, definitely. I, I, there, are, there are places in Japan and around the world that I love, and I would say my top one is Kyoto, like everyone, but not only Kyoto City, but all the areas. It's my, yes, I can go there three times a year, um, and I always amaze and, um, and so on. But um, what really matters now is off the beaten track. So going in areas where... I just don't want to be the first one, but I just want to be with less people, but also with more connection. Being when you're in Kyoto, we can't speak with uh, with uh, with everyone. But when you're in the small places like that, um, people are so so. First, there that you have such a warm welcoming. Um, they uh, sometimes they don't understand how you do manage to find their places and so on. So they are so, and they have questions and they have questions, you have questions. So the communication is so much easier this way. And, um, and we love also doing hands-on. For me, traveling is not only visiting and sightseeing, but it's really meeting and it's meeting people. And it's also discovering the culture, discovering their product, discovering what they are doing. We try we we have a certain pattern when we do travel now is uh, as i said before it's ceramic it's tea um we are we also with it's onsen and um and it's also hiking i i'm not the best one but i had to in order to um <laughs> that was uh, if you go for hiking we go to onsen so that was the balance between <laughs> within the couple <laughs> and um and it's really and um, yesterday we did, uh, for example, 40 kilometers around the Lake Toya, and um, and it was so enjoyable. The nature was beautiful. The um, the shop where we rented by the Ojisan was maybe eight years old, and he was starting discussing with us and so on, and giving all all the tips where we can go and things that people don't go to be careful and so on. And um, and this is the way of traveling. The way of traveling is. Um, obviously, you have big cities that will, will always be amazing, like Kyoto or even Tokyo. But off the beaten track is um, is um, is the way that we really love traveling to have more connections and more more uh, and discovering more. So and with uh, less people from time to time, but discovering even more in the in the slow way. It doesn't mean that we don't we do less, but we do we don't do less actually. We are more hands-on, and um, and it becomes more valuable. So um, yes, this is our new way of traveling, and um, and so far it's um it's a it's a it's a good way of uh, of meeting people and um, and supporting also the local the local economy, the local industry, 
And um, I, I guess I, I will always remember one of my, the Chugoku road trips from Totori to Okayama, starting from going through Kurashiki, Hiroshima, Tsuwano, Masuda, Izumo, or even Hagi was a, was a, one of the best one. And um, and there and we are trying to do others others like that. And um, and this is how we try to um, to enjoy also. Of, um, I try to enjoy my journey also in Japan. And they have um, the mountains, the sea, the countryside, and um, and a lot of things to to make us discover. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it sounds like you are also a believer in slow travel. Like you said, now in Hokkaido, you're there for 10 days. Uh, this is something I always recommend that we need to encourage people to stay longer. Don't travel quickly mm. around Japan, even though you can, because they have high speed trains that can take you places yes. very quickly. But don't mm -hmm. do it. Don't go to Hiroshima for half a day and go around the yeah. all of Japan. Please take your time. Stay at least one night, if possible, two nights three days in each mm -hmm. location and you can just enjoy yes. it so much more and really get that deep yes. understanding and wonderful experience exactly. right yes this is this is really the way that we've always traveled actually is really to maybe to travel less but um taking more times to um, to do things we can do some short weekend in the less than one or two hours from our place like we did in chiba i think two or three weeks ago but when we travel we try to stay a bit a lot of time in big cities i would say yes four we spend first four days or five days in uh, sapporo and until we get bored it's a good timing, and but at least we and we didn't rush. We didn't wake up at 5 a.m. with a bucket list and with a sightseeing list to do, to do, to do. It was just okay. Let's go with the flow. It's raining today, so maybe it's okay tomorrow. The weather. So then you don't. You are not in the rush of doing a lot of things at the same time. And um, and this is how we uh, we like traveling. And um, and now yes, and now we are in um, in Lake Toya, for example, and we just rent um. A summer house and um and we are going to the farmers um downstairs um, a little bit lower and where we buy their fruit and their vegetables and we are just enjoying um yes the slow travel is maybe travel less but travel maybe better and um and because it's more it's better you maybe the you can have also a certain budget for it but it's so more enjoyable to not being Pursue is I have to, um, but I want just to travel the way. If the weather is not good today, we have two days of typhoon, and we say, okay, so we're going to change our plan, but we were not in the worry on saying that, okay, we are leaving tomorrow, so we won't be able to visit that, that, and that. So we you know we just go with the flow, and now we have a beautiful weather, and, um, and we are completely fine, and we completely rest also. So we are going back to work after, and um, we, it's going to be okay. I think you're showing pictures when I was struggling and I was just wanted to <laughs> about my hiking. I it was can, a great hiking, actually. I can understand no, that completely. No, okay. And so, so many beautiful temples or so many beautiful views in Japan. You do yeah. have to climb a lot of stairs. So I love this photo of you. It looks like it's difficult, but you're enjoying it. And just take it slow. Uh, keep resting yeah. when you need it, right? 
and the views exactly. were amazing. And um, and yeah, and the award is when you see the views. Yes, and this and when you see that she, okay, it did was it, <laughs> it did was it. But it's uh, Nokogoriyama. Yes, it was a really beautiful um, area and places um, that we did visit. Um, yes, couple days. Yes, couple weeks ago, and um, and that was really close by to us. It's less than two hours, and um, but never visiting Chiba before, and um, and they have really really beautiful and beautiful spots. Nokogoriyama is one of them. Um, they um, then we visited another place that I haven't posted yet, but that will be for my future one is where you can grow your own rice. So um, that was also something really interesting. Uh, we did some diving also, and um, and the, the scuba diving was amazing also in this area. And um, and they, it's interesting because they try also to develop this slow tourism, slow travel um, mindset, and then um, they're creating some glamping and um, tree uh, um, rooms on the trees and so on. So uh, yes, um, we can see that there are some changes. I don't know which level. I think the challenge for me is to understand. Individual level, I don't see that much from my Japanese friend, and that's why I was trying, okay, for this plastic free July, I will try to make it in English and in Japanese. So then they will also understand why I'm doing that and what is my transition on it. But not that much. Um, thankfully, we have um, this lady from Zero Race Japan who is doing an amazing job, um, but it's not that many. But when it comes to cities or governments with the sustainable goal development, I think they have that in mind, but at the individual um, individual impact, this is why it's a little bit more difficult to exchange and share with um, with Japanese friends for the time being. It's still more something which is more foreigners, and um, and I'm living here, so I just also want to. And I received some great tips actually from my Japanese friends also. Um, but this is something that I I also it's not a challenge, but I want to be. I want to know more from them. I like I like as I'm transitioning for the plant base. One of the specialties Japanese green smoothies, so using a lot of Japanese vegetables, and um, like doing my pesto, my pesto with shiso instead of basilic, or um, creating my red shiso a juice um, instead of water. I don't know, creating the red shiso juice or having some kodinki or. A lot of things that they are amazing and um and they should yes they should ad, I would say advertise more because it's um they have great things but the challenge is to to let them understand why I'm doing this transition um for them it's better to be clean and when it's clean it's with plastic but they also have another part which is all of this I don't remember the term in Japanese for plant based but the the food that the diet that was from the monks. And, uh, and I learned a lot from them for this plant-based transition and localized because I can't think that I used to eat in Europe. I can't eat it here. So how I can change it with, uh, with localized and local food? This is also the, this is again the kind of new game that I'm doing is. And it's really fun and they are, but they are helping me a lot on this, on this part of my journey. Well, thank you so much and keep Keep exploring new ways to reduce your waste, 
but also to live a more sustainable life and a more healthy and satisfying life as well as travel. So I love everything that you're doing. I love everything that you're so passionate about sharing with us through Instagram. And I look forward to following your journey even more. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I thank you for inviting me and having this great time with you. And uh, I look forward also to following all of the, and thank you also for so giving this platform of how we seek sustainability, how do, what does that mean? And, um, and this platform and all of the, um, the initiative that you are, that you are pursuing and doing, it's also a great help, a great support. We feel a bit lonely from time to time in Japan. We are far from, um, but with you and, um, and also to have some English, you know, English sources about that. So with you and with your platform, it's also um, it's also a great help, a great support. And thank you so much for reaching out to me. I follow you for quite a long time and I did always admire you. And I was so surprised when you reached out to me because I'm I'm just doing that at my own pace and my own way. At, and um, but I really wanted to to thank you and um, and also to recognize all the huge work and um, and the tremendous work that you are doing for through your platform and uh, and how to seek sustainability anywhere because that means that anywhere and everywhere we can do it and uh, and you are the right example oh thank you so much i i really appreciate those kind words of support that keeps me going thank you very much Thank you everybody for joining today. We had some great comments and uh, please look for ways you might change in your life to be a little bit more sustainable or use things for longer. I think we got so much great advice from our Ariel today. Thank you so much. Everyone have a great day. Take care. See you next time. You Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Good day.